0: His name was Richard, right? <laughs> and oh, his name's Dick. Yeah, it, it, Richard used to used to fucking Old look Dickie. like Gene Simmons, like a really shitty Gene Simmons, like the black, like poofy, like Dick Simmons, like straggly hair, yes. right?
1: <clears throat> Little Dickie Simmons,
0: really, really, really tight jeans, mm. boots, right? Here you go, fucking forever sweater. Oh boy! And on top of that, forever sweater, the mesh mesh tank top oh yeah oh buddy. dude it was so good and his nipples would poke out they're like look uh-huh. like, like fucking monkey fingers just sticking out of the fucking <laughs> yeah like mesh. trying to get out of the <laughs> like, fuck
1: like, ah, that's what i'm no. saying like especially since my nipples are so small i know that they're gonna go right through those mesh holes like yeah, this oh yeah i you're just gonna see my nipple just directly poking out of the shirt
0: but you don't have like what looks like my beard as a fucking like chest hair that's true. And so this guy had That's this fucking true. like mesh tank top on, this all, thing was all twenty
1: seven of my chest hairs <laughs> resent that <laughs> statement, sir.
0: Okay. Huh. Drink some more liquor, you'll have number twenty eight. I got crazy
1: chest hair. Hey, Instagram Live, I got crazy chest hair out here. Craves don't let this chest hair. don't let this man lie to you. <laughs> all thirty two of them are out here. <laughs> it just popped up. It just, went up it's just went up five. Five, yeah. <laughs> just just by drinking this beer, I just went up five. <laughs> yep. And,
0: and then uh, and this guy, like, it looked like. Because his mesh tank top was tight. Like, it looked like he had just, like, mini afros just sticking out of his shirt. Oh, (laughs) my God. We're so happy that you downloaded.
1: yo 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 what's going on out there world how we doing and shit welcome to steezy's trap house this is your boy steezy and it is show motherfucking number 252 yes it is indeed if you didn't know already sorry about the brief hiatus it wasn't really a hiatus at all you know i just took the weekend off and i've recorded an extra episode for you people you know i put it out on time just didn't record an episode on Sunday. That's all. So it's a hiatus for me, not for you people because I'm on top of my shit if you didn't know. And I had a great fucking time at Three Points in Miami and I'm not going to tell anybody about it, namely you people at home, because the things that we did that weekend, I cannot say for you to hear. You have to hear it from the horse's mouth directly. With all that being said, it's a beautiful Thursday evening in Orlando and I have a very well-regarded guest in the studio with me. Second time in the Trap House. It's been a minute since he's uh, since he's been back here. Original appearance was on show 203, I believe. Yes, 203. We've got the man Skip in the building. Hello, everybody. How you doing, my friend? I'm
2: good. I'm back. It's the sequel. Back, it's bitch. the continuation. Back, bitch. I think this is going to be the Empire Strikes Back of, of <laughs> our trilogy.
1: Okay, uh, so now that you said that, actually... Which is your favorite of that original trilogy? Because for me, it is Empire. It's Empire. Okay, it's got to be Empire every time. I
2: think the first one is a little slow, and, and Skywalker is a little whiny. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. And definitely. then uh, and then the last one, I think it's got some really amazing, memorable moments. But I think it does get dragged down with some extra stuff. filled feel that. And I think Empire is just all killer, no, no filler, filler. You, know? you already know. Like, <laughs> yes. It's like kick ass from the opening frame all the way to the end. Yes. You know? And yes. it's got so much. What I didn't understand at that age, because, you know, I, I, uh, let's see, what was the last one? So I was born after the last Star Wars came out. Um, but at the same time, like I was still very much immersed in the culture. Mm. Right. Right. 'Cause like I had all the toys, I had the bed sheets, you know, like I had all of that stuff. I had the, the figures and the collector sets and all that, right? You're killing it, Star Wars wise. Uh, and but I didn't know at that time that there was just so much damn swagger in that movie and Han Solo and the way that he, he talks he talks to the ladies. For <laughs> really? Yo, you don't even
1: realize it as a kid until you go back and watch it all over again. You're like, it's like a dude is like a game
2: master. This you know? man had game for miles, you know, like giving her a little bit of a hard time and calling her names and then she gets all riled up uh-huh. and then like all then he hot takes and bothered name. and then he like smooths it out he takes and her it's down just easy, like <laughs> and eventually like you watch it and there's this kind of title, this wave, this like back and forth kind of dance. Like, I don't know how people would think about that kind of thing now with, with you know, whatever in regards to like relationships in the social justice warrior mm-hmm. days but but like what you see is when you go from four five six is like this like immediate hatred and then he's like you know what's wrong baby he's basically like the deal? you know you'd be prettier <laughs> if you smiled you know and then she's like fuck you and then they're like go back and forth and back and forth and then like eventually she's just like She's super thirsty by the th- the, exactly. the third one,
1: which is interesting to think about. Specifically with that one comment, the whole "you'd look prettier if you smiled" thing. I feel like nowadays, if you threw that one out there, you're gonna be you're gonna be part of what they now call canceled culture. Yeah,
2: yeah, cancel the shit out of you. And that yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, I don't think I don't think people could look at Han Solo and and, and Princess Leia's relationship and think that that was a a healthy, you know. Fully cons, I don't know, like even the word consensual or whatever. It's just yeah. like he's like obviously pushing himself on her when she makes it very clear that she has zero interest you know what I'm saying yep but like he he kind of whittles her down and and weakens her defenses and then he uh, he does does the double blaster in the gopher size hole you know there's so
1: much depth to that movie man. (laughs) to Empire like the whole thing all the way through just you know with Luke training and everything there's just so much packed into that movie man It, it really is like all killer no filler like you said
2: and the thing that's interesting about Empire is you're also seeing a lot of characters at their peak from like even if you look at like all the way up till now the overarching story like no one was really cooler or more badass or more efficient or more capable with the exception of maybe Luke in uh, Last Jedi as far as capability goes yeah. definitely very capable now but Like, everyone was peak back then, and then it almost seems like, especially with the way they handled some of the movies and also seeing the stupid, a lot of the, the, I won't say stupid, but the prequels in which I do not appreciate as much as the other ones. Oh, not at all. Um, Not whatsoever. But, yeah, you see them, and they've kind of like, are almost like ghosts of the people they were once were, which is why I will always defend The Last Jedi, because... I felt like, and we're getting into a whole nerd conversation right now, which is totally awesome. But, fuck it. Um. So for everyone out there <laughs> who's waiting for something cool to be said, you're gonna have to put the uh, the pause button on for a minute. Yeah, deal um, with it. You can cancel <laughs> us if you'd like to. I don't give a fuck. Um. Cancel the I will show to always me. defend Last Jedi because I felt Force Awakens was such fan heavy handed fan service, and it was just like everything you've ever wanted at one time. You know, like and. Uh, and I felt like it was a little pandering. They took a cop out for sure. I and feel then like. if anything, The Last Jedi is a little heavy handed at parts in the opposite direction of just like build up expectation and then be like, fuck you. You ain't getting you know, any like, of this. And uh, like, who is Snoke? And, you know, right? why did that happen? And that doesn't make sense or whatever. You know, like the build up. It's like Borat, like you will never get this. You will never yeah, get this. Yeah, you know, this is mine. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like and but at the same time it's like it's so realistic and it's so Deadpool style breaking the fourth wall of this movie is exactly all of the expectations, the unrealistic expectations of being a hero, right? And being the like the main character which is the Luke Skywalker and having all this expectation of, you know, being essentially like a god. Yep. And you're just a person. And that's the thing that the Jedi's were always the Jedi was never gods. Exactly. They were always just regular people. And they were even kind of like almost looked at as being kind of like almost religious type people that yeah. you were so used to that it was kind of like, ah, look at those fucking, you know, Is people over there yeah. or whatever, you know, they're over there. The you see the Mormons and they got the shirts and the ties and they're going door. You know, oh, look at the Mormons, they're yep. going over there and talking to people, you know. And they were always like when you see Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, uh, Liam Neeson, uh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, at the beginning of Phantom Menace, they're, like, injecting themselves into some kind of, like, discussion that's happening between multiple parties, yep. and they're, like, being the peacemakers, right? And they're, then they're, like, oh, yeah, the Jedis are here. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, that's, that's appropriate, I think, for when you're someone that could kill anybody with your lightsabers and your your mind controls and all that kind of stuff like that you should be somewhat lamented yes and and it requires a certain balance yeah between the two uh between the two or
1: excuse me between the dichotomy of that of you know the the crazy cut somebody's a hand off or arm off whatever with your lightsaber and then being able to you know
2: dismantle any situation with conversation yeah and when people found out that Luke Skywalker was going to be back for the Last Jedi, they got so thirsty, like immediately, like talking about like, oh, he's is, is he going to be able to fly and all those kind of stuff like what that, crazy and do shit those crazy do? stuff, and it's yep. just, and it's just like they had such unrealistic expectations of what that movie and the story could be based on, kind of what we even already knew about the characters, yep. like for one, uh, um. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson did not put Luke Skywalker. He didn't write Luke Skywalker on that secluded island out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. J.J. Abrams did that. Mm. And then he walked away. Mm. So realistically, why would Luke Skywalker be hiding on an island out in the middle of nowhere and have been disappeared for the last 15 years or 20 years or whatever it was? He like he wrote Ryan Johnson into a corner. And then Ryan Johnson was like, you know, okay, he's over on the island because he's jaded. He got old. He got jaded. He didn't. He found that the religious thing that he was so zealous about mm-hmm. at a younger age, when he only knew his master for like two days before he got killed. Very true. You know, like he's been ro- he's been like walking this road alone and like constantly making mistakes because he's a human. Yep, and he also doesn't have. Anyone telling him what to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He's like figuring it out on the fly. And he's only under the
1: tutelage of Ben for so long and under the yep. tutelage of Yoda for so long. And then they both moved on after that. Yep.
2: And that was those were very short period of periods of time. So like for me it always comes down to with that movie is like you are seeing a real portrait of a real person who has just like I love with a lot of the Marvel movies, is like a real person, a regular person who has a special ability. But they don't want that special ability to be the only thing that is special about them. Exactly. They don't want
1: that one thing to define who they are as a person. Sure.
2: And so that's why, you know, he even felt so much with the whole Academy and all that kind of stuff like that. Like he's a very feeling person, which obviously you get from the first A New Hope that he's where he's kind of like a whiny bitch. You know, like he's very emotional person. And, like, you also see that in Last Jedi. He's going to go burn down. I'm going to go burn down the temple, you yeah. know, like, and it's just like, man, this dude is a flawed dude. Exactly. You know, like, but at the same time, like, he, he, this is what I get so amped about that movie, is despite all of that, he's still that dude that's like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Wyatt Earp walking across the river in Tombstone, like, no, you know, like, he's just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the person that always gets called to like have to walk out there. You know what I'm saying? And yep. he even said to th- he was like, what are you expecting? Like me to go out there with and face like an army of first order and like just like whoop ass like I'm Superman. Like, no, that's yep. not realistic. That ain't how this shit works. <laughs> and th- yet that's the joke because that's the humor. Like that's what he did. Yep. Like he went out there. And he gave all the fanboys exactly what they wanted was this like Star Wars nerd jerk-off fest of like <laughs> of like yo oh my god he's got the lightsaber and he's got this and he's blah blah blah, blah and, you know like and they're all like like nudging each other and like they're hyperventilating and stuff and then it's like no that was fake like it was just a projection you I know like and it was just like they even showed the x-wing in the water like is, is he going to resurrect the x-wing out of the water and then some save the day and and people got so crazy about it and then then it was like man i hate that movie and it, people like online just thought crazy and then they had a that poor asian girl had to take off her, her instagram that
1: shit was crazy
2: man like <sighs> man i i hate people nowadays i really do good god it it Like people, the collective people. I like the individual people. I agree. I just, I really don't have a taste for the collective people. It's very
1: infuriating at times with things that I read on a daily basis, people saying, and I'm like, man, do you really ever just take a step back and look at what you just said and really, really think about how
2: fucking dumb you sound? Do you know what the problem is with all of those people is what they lack is not, intelligence it's not empathy it's not it's perspective like so many of the people on the right and on the left have lived only like one kind of experience like one specific kind of experience of location of orientation of 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 race of financial status Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like and there are there are things that i find it you know like at at my age is that is man like the biggest things of whether I was going through some really awful times in my life and my family or some great times or whatever is that the 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 change from one thing to another was the biggest teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like most definitely. Like going from being in like middle class then moving to uh, from down to Miami when I was a little kid mm-hmm. and then moving to Texas and then going immediately into lower class to the point of like pers- uh, like eating mayonnaise sandwiches and and like hiding from the landlord. And, yep. you know, that type of experience. Right. Like being on the edge, you get evicted and living in the car type thing. Yep. Right. Living in an apartment for six months with no gas or power. Yep. I definitely did that. And I've done that, too, <laughs> later in life, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like, it's constant perspective of, like, that's how you see, that's how you develop empathy is through perspective. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you can see a situation through someone else's, like, possible thought process or emotional state, that's empathy. Exactly. And I've, I've been working
1: a lot lately specifically on that myself is just because I, I've always thought of myself pretty good about, you know, being able to see multiple sides of an issue or anything but you know with i feel like specifically nowadays with the group of people that we're talking about i tend to lose my cool with them a little sure. more uh, than i would
2: originally do you know what can i tell you why i lose my cool with those guys because i want to see if you relate with it like i lose my cool because it's like you're not even trying
1: Yes, exactly. Like you're, not, you're not attempting to see my perspective. You're not attempting to see someone else's perspective. You're not attempting to make an intellectual conversation about anything we're talking about. You just immediately hear me say one thing and then you immediately shut down and you say, oh, no, well, now I'm going to block out everything sure. you have to say because now you said one thing that I don't agree with and I can't think about and pick apart. Because I just don't want to work that hard. Sure. I don't, don't want to put the effort into actually thinking about this subject, as opposed to when I could just believe what I already believe and not have any contrasting opinions yeah. to my own.
2: And you know what's really uh, it's both sad and it's the the most frustrating element of it is when you come into conversation. It's just the same thing with a lot of the Trump guys too. Uh, Trump guys and gals is um, is, I feel that conflict back up until maybe, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, something around there, um, was always about, like, I defined conflict by at least, like, two sides coming to one location with all of their information, their evidence, their perspectives, their opinions, like, yo, let's go. You know, whether it was, like, a fist fight or as an intellectual thing or whatever, it was, like, two people showed up. You know what I'm saying? And they were willing, they were, whether they were again going to fistfight or talk it out, they were going to push their their stance onto the other person, right? And it would be hashed out in one way or another sure. for the most part. You know what part. I'm saying? Like you understood that the other person had theirs and you had theirs and you were going to go back and forth and you yep. were going to war until so someone was victorious or changed their mind or yes. something, right? And I feel like nowadays is when you when you come against one of those people is that you kind of get this vibe of like an answering machine message because it's all ideology. It's all dogma. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no person there. You're talking to speaking points. You're talking to like a PowerPoint presentation. It's
1: funny you said the voicemail uh, metaphor specifically because I've said it in the past. It's almost like as if, when you say the one thing that will trigger somebody yeah. it's immediately as if they put on their like instant messenger away message well
2: it's cuz it's binary too is like when you so like they they're like if this subject person says this thing it means this thing and this is their response you know what i'm saying like and i know this this is how i know this is because we used to do the same thing in the christian church mm. right and it was, like, the whole part of witnessing and going out and trying to, you know, tell people about Jesus and stuff is, uh, you know, the old JC. Yep. Is that, uh, you know, like, there was a script that you had, right? But it was, like, a kind of had spaces in it to be able to freestyle and then loop back around and get back into the script again, right? Definitely. So if the person, if you're like, blah, 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 and this point and this point and this verse says this and this chapter says this and blah, 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 and then they're like, oh, well, I've always wondered this, you know, like this, or I've always thought about this way. And then so they go off this way and then you're like, well, actually, you know, like, what we believe is this and this and this. And then that thing is like proved by this thing over in this verse. And then you're right back on the track. Slowly your leads them back. Again, right. Yep. And so then also, if you do that enough, it's training, you know what I'm saying? if you do that enough, you're going to kind of know what all of, just like a fighter, you know, like you're going to know when that here comes that right hook, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to know you're going to be in the rhythm and the zone of it. And you're going to kind of know it's the same thing with sales too. It's like, you Very know, true. there's not there's not just one kind of no, you know, like so you you know when to nudge this way or push this way. And then when you know when to close and all of that, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you you're you kind of manipulating the person to get them to the to the point where you can sell something to them. And that's what the way it is with the Christian church, too, when you're witnessing is like you're trying to sell somebody to the point in which you can close. And that's what I really believe is going on with a lot of this. You know this this crowd whether they call the SJWs is like I really feel it's 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 this sale that's happening, and it's not really any kind of a situation in which something different can happen. Then, like you can't be in a different. It's almost completely unlikely that you will be in a different place or frame or perspective. Post conversation as you were pre conversation. They're
1: operating off that flow chart mentality. It's just like, oh well, okay. So if I say this, and they go with this statement to respond to me, then I have to immediately go to yep. this. And I, they know I that, that they're not any allowed. They're
2: not allowed. They have no leniency. They have yep. no leeway. They're not. They don't allow themselves to have any leeway. And also, their peers will not allow them That's to have exactly, any leeway either. Exactly. Exactly. Because they'll they be re- like, motherfucker, you're yep. off yep. script. You yep. Know, yep. know what I'm saying? Like,
1: they realize as soon as they divert from yep. the path, from the chosen path of the group, with that group
2: thing shit then immediately they're gonna be
1: called out by everybody else they're
2: gonna get shamed and then they're gonna be on the other side of that and you there's a lot of people uh there was one guy who was on the joe rogan podcast uh, uh, a couple months ago where he used to be this like super militant male feminist you know like the whole you're talking about that stand-up comedian right i don't know if he's a stand-up comedian i
1: think i know who you're talking about because rogan talks about him a good bit yeah and he used to be just crazy, crazy yep. SJW, super,
2: super, super militant SJW. And then he had—I don't remember the story exactly—but I think he had kind of a nuanced perspective on something that was supposed to be more concrete, and you know. He, then he got and attacked. Then, by yeah, he got attacked, and then people. like thrown to the wolves and stuff. And then he was like, "Whoa!" Like, I believe in every single thing that you guys believe in, except kind of a little different on this one thing. And now I'm like a, a Nazi. Now I'm like, ostracized, yeah. Yeah, now I'm like a alt-right Nazi, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what do they call that? The uh, uh uh I don't know, the the name, the the name the term some of the terminology kind of slips my mind right now. But the 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 gender, the one where you're just like the normie. Cisgender? Cisgender. Yeah. But it's like said with like disdain. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, I'll use cisgender like white you cis gender white male. Yes, cisgender exactly.
1: white male, straight white male. It's
2: just like well, damn, man, like you just made a lot of assumptions about me out of nowhere. Agreed. For one, I'm not straight. Oh so it's just like, <laughs> yep. like, OK, so you're just automatically assuming my sexual preferences. Right. Yep. You're just assuming everything about me because of like I'm wearing a T-shirt and jeans, essentially. And you don't even know like where I'm from. Like I could be Cuban exactly yo real shit though real shit where i was born and raised you know what i'm saying like as a puerto rican a little bit I more have, of a tan uh, i could be i could be straight up cuban or i could be half something yeah definitely i mean as a puerto I have rican, black friends that are half black that look straight up white
1: i've got full uh first cousins that are puerto rican as well that are blonde and blue eyes and i do not look like that at all i'm yep. brown with coarse fucking hair you know but those are my first cousins like it's the it it oh man that shit pisses me off so it's much.
2: like so it, you know what it is it's like this sounds really like a like a bitch move but it's fucking unfair you know like that's what it is like straight up and down and it's a unfair that's like like why am i getting shit on right now like i didn't do anything and i think that's why a lot of people get like they move towards some of these more extreme groups is this because like Yo, I was just fucking chill, leaving everyone alone and being chill. And then now I'm like the bad guy. So like I'm yep. going to go hang out with these assholes and uh, and get super fired up and 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 like, you know, have them feed into me like this echo chamber. And then I'm just going to get, on, you know, like super hit- hooked into, yep. you know, the same thing, but on the opposite side. Ricky. And I think it's the same thing with the other people is, is they gravitate towards extremes. They do. Right. And regardless of which one it is each one is completely self-righteous and they're so attached into this kind of virtue signaling type oh my god uh, yes where it's just like and and that's the thing that's that's interesting too is the religious perspective there's a story in the bible um and for anyone who didn't listen to the last podcast that i was on uh, my father was a pastor i grew up in a very 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 ultra conservative uh uh a Baptist Christian family, mm-hmm. um, and episode so, two hundred three. Go check that shit. out. Yeah, check you can check that out. It Was a good conversation. It's a good time. Um, but there's a there's, so I have a lot of like uh, education and, and like training in, like, in the church. Bible and the church stuff or whatever. So there's some things that kind of come back and they they, they kind of they still hold value in in an idea. Definitely,
1: yeah. All of that shit can be applied to many things in life, for sure.
2: And so one of them was the story, and I think it was Jesus who was telling the story, of uh, people being in the temple, which is like the church back in the old day, Mm -hmm. and everyone was coming up and giving their tithes, which is like a kind of a semi-mandatory part of your income that the Bible says that you have to give, Yep. right? And so everyone was coming up and uh, they were giving and going, walking from the back of the temple to the front of the temple where there was this big brass, huge jar basin thing, right? Like a huge, huge, massive vase that was about five foot tall. So people would, and it was metal, it was brass. So people would go and they would drop their coins of their tithe into this huge jar and then walk away. And most people were just kind of like dropping it in there. So then this rich man comes in, right? And he has this big, huge bag of gold. And he goes up to the front and he's like pulling it out and he's like holding it high above the jar Mm. so that it has more distance and it makes a louder sound as it's crashing down in the jar. So that everybody in the temple can look at this dude and be like, that dude loves God because look at how much he's giving. And then... Right after him, this little homeless lady comes in and she she, you know, comes up to the front and she puts this little uh, sixpence. Um, it's a little it's actually I think it was made out of wood. It wasn't even a metal or uh, like a gold or anything like that. And it was just made out of metal It's very, 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 very almost worthless. Mm-hmm. Right. And she like put her hand into the jar far as she could and dropped it in there so it would make as little sound as possible and so then the proverb he said that woman is um what did they how did they describe her basically she is the one who is the most holy and loves the most and gives the most because she gives for the giving sake not for the attention. Not to satisfy anybody else. Exactly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And not to serve her own ego, right? Most definitely. And that's what I feel like a lot of the, 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 the posturing is. Uh, is that, look at me, look at me, look how holy I am. Like, look how righteous I am.
1: Exactly. Look
2: how right I am. Look how on it's,
1: script I am. It's so interesting, too, just because, you know, like, I, you know, we're, we're
2: both in the art community. Wait, pause. I also just want to preface, that's what the Trump people do, too.
1: Oh, hands down. Yes, by all like, means. absolutely. absolutely. Yes. This is
2: not me shitting on people who are liberal or democratic or no, not you know, social justice warriors it goes or whatever. Both ways definitely. or activists or people who are vegans, vegetarians, animal, whatever, like yep. whatever your thing is that might put you in that audience, I'm also equally saying that the same exact mentalities and actions and executions happen within the extreme far right, alt right, Trump crowd. Definitely. Like all of those people. And also to
1: even go further with that, it's not to we're not saying these things to make it seem like we're some High exalted beings who know everything. We don't know there. shit. <laughs> well,
2: I've been there. Like, so it's, I've been that person. Like, so I've have been I. the Bible thumper. I've been the peop- person who's like been hitting people over the head with yep. dogma and ideology and not actually answering or talking to people as a human being. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm absolutely a hundred percent guilty of that. I've been in that perspective. I lived in that perspective for half my life, and I don't have that perspective now. And I feel that not being in that kind of operating software has given me a more satisfying and happier and fulfilling life. And also has allowed me to be more appreciative and aware and connected with people around me.
1: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It allows you to connect with more people because we realize that I might believe something or might think one way. In one moment, but as soon as I talk to somebody else, you know, they might say something that makes me completely change how I viewed the subject before that. I'm never going into anything with these concrete beliefs about no, it has to be this, 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 and this. Like, I, if as soon as I start feeling that way, that's when I realize, like, oh shit, like. Everything's not always black and white. Like, I need to be able to sure, let yeah. other thoughts in. And those other thoughts may not be correct, but I still need to at least entertain them and bring them into the situation as opposed to just completely canceling it out.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I really had to come to terms and un- to just to understand, like, what is my central operating principle when it comes to how I rate and relate with people that I meet out in the world? Mm. And for me, it's it really comes down to um, my governing principle is like where on the spectrum that you land when it comes to collecting uh, perspectives, right? Like other perspectives. Yes. Right. Like whether that's in a book or a podcast or a YouTube video or it's a conversation that you have with somebody. You know, like or it's going to a different country and traveling. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Experiencing other countries. Like all of those are different perspectives. And the the reason why I think that's really powerful is because they're also perspectives that you gain and gather by being in that situation, but not necessarily um not necessarily by going and grabbing it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's something that's done to you almost, right? Like, when you're walking around Prague or when you're walking around California or New Mexico or, you know, wherever, Vancouver, you're walking around, you're the stranger. Everything's happening to you. Everything else around you is like, fuck you. We do this every day. Yep. You're a tourist. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you get to be impressed upon by us and that's why it's so like revolutionary and when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations in places you know whether that be spiritually physically emotionally or like geographically like when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations you're going to gain perspective and all of those won't be good exactly you're going to have you're going to be confronted with some really bad perspectives you know what i'm saying like i think one of the things that we mentioned in the last podcast just as far as like As an example is like growing up in a place that's really super low income like you know that there are places that you're not supposed to be walking at certain times of the day. Or certain colors that you're not supposed to be wearing. Yep. Or if you have a big flashy chain or a pair of nice pair of sneakers. Yep. And you walk down a certain area at a certain time of day or a certain time of you're night. You're going to get looks. And you get fucking took. <laughs> like, that's your fault. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, you should have known better. You should have had common sense in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a bad perspective, but it's also a useful perspective. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you don't put yourself in compromising situations. Exactly. Because that bad thing happened to me. And now that's imprinted on my brain, not to repeat that pattern or that step. And you'd hope
1: that you can just pass that stuff on to other people as well too. Not even just for that specific situation, but just with any situation, you know, you want to relay that type of wisdom that you get for other people. Most definitely. So they can learn from your mistakes and not necessarily have to go through that same exact shit.
2: Yeah. And so whenever I come across somebody that has that, like it's, it's usually like, man, you can, you can spot it. Like, that person is a perspective collector. Yeah. Like, that dude looks to try and rap. That's why I love about Joe Rogan, too. You know, yeah, like, man. that dude, when you hear that dude talk, like, and he'll even admit, like, when he's not on his A-game or, <clears throat> you know, when he could have done a better interview or asked a better question. But at the same time, like, when you watch that dude talk to people, like, he, or, or even when people start getting shitty with him, He's like, come on, man, you're being silly. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. What's going on right now? Like, exactly. why are you talking about that? Like, and I've even exercised that shit is so powerful. Cause I've actually exercised that. I was on Facebook. Uh, God, this must've been like a month ago. It happened. And I have, I have a wider range of, of people who follow me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, because the way that Facebook is set up, that means that I'm also following them. Yes. Uh, when, you know, when you're friends or whatever on my personal page, um, and so I'm usually cool about it. I, I don't I don't I, I'm not a Nazi when it comes to any any way that people are going to see the things that I'm posting and doing, whether it's my personal page or whether it's my artist page. I'm, I'm usually pretty cool with that unless they're being assholes. Yes. You know,
0: um,
2: so there's a wide range on there. And, and I, I definitely have a, a, a few conspiracy people who follow me, too. You know, I used to be super into conspiracies back in the day. So Same. it makes sense. Um, and yet. So every once in a while, there's w- there there'll be one that is just way too ridiculous to like to go unchecked, you know. Like, and so it was one of them about uh the dude from Lincoln Park had just killed himself.
1: Yeah. Right, Chester Bennington. And I then yeah.
2: Chris Cornell had passed away recently mm-hmm. around there, and it was a story from this like God, it was basically like a blog. It wasn't even like a, a like news an actual source. news article. Yeah. yeah. It was just like yep. somedudesblog.com, dot com, you know, yep. <laughs> and. Uh, and it was basically saying and laying out this, like, really, really weird case for uh, the guy from Lincoln Park and the guy from Soundgarden uh, having this, being a part of this Hillary Clinton child sex ring. Jesus Christ. That w- they would go on tour and, like, smuggle children from other countries, like, in their tour buses, I guess, or Ooh, their suitcases buddy. or something. I don't know. It doesn't, didn't make much sense. The far reach. <laughs> and so I was just, like come on i left a message i'm like come on man why are you like putting this stuff out there this is super silly like yeah, what's going on why are we propagating this and yeah. then all of his all of his friends because i kind of know the guy through a third party like in real life you know what i'm saying so i met him you know like probably a probably handful of times and uh and also kind of so i could get a vibe he's a very nice guy mm-hmm. you know like he's very thoughtful very nice guy he's super loyal to his friends um And uh, and I've seen all of that in just the five, six, seven times I've got to hang out with him. And yet his friends, though, that aren't my friends, they're his Facebook friends that are looking at his post uh, immediately. They're like, look at this libtard cuck who's like controlled by Soros. And all this mainstream, <laughs> blah, 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 fake news. And it's just like, oh, shit. oh, man, like, okay, you guys are already ready to go, aren't <laughs> Avalanche you? Avalanche like, of all the trigger You words. guys came ready to party, <laughs> you know, like, you brought your own beer to the party. Yeah, I and I was just shit. like, I was, you know, trying not to be uh, an asshole, but at the same time, I'm like, this guys, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I, and I was like, I get most, I get a lot of the conspiracies, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not your enemy, You know, like I get some of why you're into conspiracies, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but this one I think is just too far. And then again, they're just being like volatile, you know what I'm saying? And then eventually, like, he was just like, I don't know, what side do I take here? And so he kind of started being a little shitty too. And so I just went straight into the DMs and I'm like, dude, what's going on? You know, like, are you having a bad day? Like, what's up? Yeah. You know? (laughs) And he's like, I'm sorry. That was really stupid. I shouldn't have said that you know like See, that's how it always happens and i'm man. like it's cool man listen but like i'm not your enemy you know what i'm saying i just think it's a little silly and also like you know the people that you have that your friends they're fucking shitheads yep. i'm sorry like they're really shitty people i can tell that they're fucking shitty people you know like because if you're a person that has a big heart but also you feel things exactly and that's got you kind of doing your thing and that's fun. that's cool but at the end of the day, those dudes are bad influence. Most definitely. You know, like, and you being around people who have that kind of influence, they turn you into a person that you're not yep. when you're hanging out with me oh, or yeah. you're hanging out with your friends, your other friends, you know, your real life friends and stuff. It's like, man, that's said it's super toxic. And I put out this post and I really stand by it. And it was actually something that I did, to be perfectly honest, that was kind of like I just posted real quick. Mm-hmm. Like blah 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 blah. That's kind of like clever and cute or whatever. And then afterwards, I really thought about it, and it like really like touched me, right? And it was, don't let Facebook turn you into somebody that Mr. Rogers wouldn't be proud of. That's a damn good statement. You know what <laughs> you I'm know, saying? That like, is a damn good statement. At the end of the day, it's like don't let it do it, man. Like it's trying so hard. It's like fighting for your to take your soul essentially yep. i feel that shit you know what i'm saying like, so many moments where disgust. i'm
1: i'm seeing somebody post something and you know you have that like because you, you'll you see something and it's just so dumb and you just you feel like you just have to comment yeah, like it's your on job it. you exactly like you have to say something and then it leads you into that situation that you were just talking about and it's like it's just a revolving circle right now with that shit Like I've had so many pointless arguments already on like Facebook, on Twitter, like in the, in the the meantime, while it's happening, I'm like, how did it get to this point? Like I was just trying to, I was just trying to say something to, to spark some type of intellectual debate here about anything. And now we're just going around in circles and you're name calling me and it's going completely off to the side. Like it's, it's nothing of what I wanted in the first place. Like what? But then it always comes back to me too. I'm just like, well, why do I keep responding? Why do I keep trying to to make this work? Because yeah. it's it's obviously
2: not working. Well, where I feel that is is like, I feel I get super disappointed with the 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 misuse of potential. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, it's like, why is this what we're doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Like yes. the internet is insane. Like. This is one of the things that I love talking about, too, is like I'm a collector of not just perspectives, but of skill sets. You know what I'm saying? I'm a person that I am self-employed. I don't have a boss and I make a living off of skills that I taught myself how to do that I did not go to college or university for. Yep. That's unique, I think. I think that people who are self-employed in general is unique. Or people who have their own businesses—that's unique. Agreed. You know, like I think the very common and accepted is—you know—you got the job piece and the career and the four hundred one k. That I think that's you—you've gone to college, you've you've fil- you checked all your boxes. Like you went to college and then you got your master's degree yep. and you got married and the blah 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 blah. Then you blah. write it that on until you die. <laughs> so for me, it's like even more way outside of the norm for being able to sustain yourself and live and then also get into a point where you're a job creator, where you're hiring on other people and giving them their rate, right? Like that you're doing bigger and bigger jobs that involve more and more groundwork. That you can't just get done by yourself. Pre-production and post-production, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Stuff that's like too big for you to do by yourself, I think is a great way to be able to say that. Yep. Um, And, but at the core of that, When people are like, where did you go to school? Did you go to Full Sail or did you go to here or did you go there? And it's like, no, man, I went to fucking YouTube. You know, like I had a situation in which... I needed to. I was a musician and I was doing shows and I needed flyers and I didn't have money to have someone make me a flyer. So I got a free version of Photoshop and I taught myself how to make flyers. And then I got better at making flyers and then people were like, yo, make me a flyer. So then I was making flyers for people on the cheap, on the free, essentially, for first. And then it was like I was doing so many flyers that I'm like, yo, I don't have the time to do flyers anymore. I need to charge more. Exactly. And then they were like, OK, well, we'll pay you more. Especially
1: when they realize you're nice with it, too. And they're like, OK, we'll definitely pay you now.
2: Yeah. And then people were like, man, I'm really seeing these flyers that you're making. I'm really loving. Them. And then the same thing happened. I, I needed a logo. I made a logo for myself. People liked that logo. I started doing logos for people in my immediate vicinity. People were really liking those. And then so many people wanted me to do logos. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to charge you. Boom. And, man, my prices were bottom dollar. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I was putting the I was putting the time in, and I was getting better at it, and it was becoming something that people were like, yo, on the low, Skip does those logos, you know? And and so that was like, it be kind of became a thing, yes. right? Out of necessity grew... A, a willingness to take on the, the chore of learning and growing and developing. And because I decided to take that on, it put me in a perspective to be able to have a, an additional income, right? Which was the graphic design. Yep. Then, like even just with that alone, just from what it is that I was doing and putting out there myself, I was approached by an ad agency, that was feeling what it is that I was putting out there, right? And they were like, we want you to come work for us. So then I got, and it was a, it was an all right rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, after working for them for like four or five months, I got hit up by their competitor agency. Oh, and they were like, shit. we're really liking what you're doing over there. Oh, We'd like to offer you more money. You know what I'm saying? So then I did that, and then I was making more money. And then... I uh, had another. I was started doing my own thing for a minute, and I had another agency, a third agency that I worked for. One of the guys from Shark Tank. Damn, son. one of his companies. Yeah. God yeah, damn. And uh, and then that was really good money. You I know was what gonna saying?
1: say, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so like that kind of like we we were I was a part of a, a project with them, and we made uh, three million dollars in a month and a half. Yeah, damn. For for something that we made. Yeah, damn. You know what I'm saying, like and uh not a bad day yeah so i mean it was like crazy you know like so and but that but the bottom dollar the bottom line is where the buck stops is like i was the only person in that office that did not have some kind of a design degree
1: and that's got to feel fucking great to be able to be in that position. Making more say, than a
2: lot than a lot of the other people and, and, say, and being in more of a leadership position than a lot of I the other I did people.
1: this myself. I put myself in this position without the help of anybody else. This yes. is literally built off of all of my own Agency, hard work.
2: Agency like a motherfucker. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, a,
1: me breaking my own back after all these years working on this shit to see it pan out like that. That yep. shit's got to be like, super appreciative at the thing. end of the day.
2: Exactly. And that is just one thing. Like- the same thing with the video. Like I was in a situation in a relationship, a professional relationship with a production company who was going to help me create uh, a TV show. Right. Called Skip's Big Ideas. Yep. And they fell out halfway through the production after already money was taken. We already got fundraising. We already got a grant. We already Dang, got dude. all this promo out there. Like all of that. Like my name was was fully in the guillotine. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like and it was going to be my neck. And so they were like, ah, sorry, we're out, you know? Fuck, and they gave me the footage that they shot. Everything was like halfway done. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, either I can just start making phone calls and making apologies, or I can start learning about cameras. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like Time to pivot. Yep. Yeah, time to, time to go into learn mode. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like Tony Stark uh, says in the Iron Man is we're going back to... Uh, what is it in the second one where he gets that that element? He's like, We're going back in the hardware mode. And it's just like
1: Honestly, I've only seen the first Iron Man. And when you said that just now, I just saw Ghostface this past weekend. I literally thought you were talking about Ghostface. Oh I no. I was like, oh yeah, Tony Starks. Yeah, Supreme Clientele. No, that's baby. not a bad that's <laughs>
2: not a bad uh crosswire for sure. Yeah, definitely not. But um but yeah, going into that and it's just like, all right, let's do this. And going out and I actually, you know, like Started really simple with it, which is another thing I like to tell people because it's like you don't have to have like a crazy professional rig right up in front. Like give yourself time to grow. Give yourself a starting point, something that's within your means to be able to control, manipulate and execute efficiently with. Right. Which for me was getting a new phone. Mm. Right. Getting the, the the phone up. I had like an older iPhone and then getting that 7S. That had the four K camera Yul. and looked super super crispy, Yul. right? And uh, and the lighting and the coloring and so like that's really great because you don't really have to do much post production on it, you know. And I finished up the pilot episode for the show on my phone, right? And a Which little light. Crazy thing about right? it too, yeah. And people were like really feeling that pilot episode, and they really loved the look of the phone too because it had that reality TV look to it, you uh, know. I gotcha. And um, so. That, you know, grew into like, okay well, I think I'm going to, you know, invest and get like an actual camera body. You know what I'm saying? Like and I didn't go get like the most expensive full frame Canon or something like I got a micro four thirds Panasonic that, you know, like looks really, really great. And a little bit at a time I'd get, okay this piece will make this a little easier. And this piece and everything that I got was an investment into being able to do something of a better quality faster more efficiently and cheaper right definitely and then because of the things that i was doing for myself like then that's when people were like yo can you do stuff for me same exact process you know what i'm saying and even then i took it to the next step which was i had ideas of what i wanted to see out in the community i had ideas of what i wanted to see in my city and so i was taking those ideas out and i was teaching myself how to write business proposals so that I could get in conference rooms with boards, you know what I'm saying, and like be able to pitch ideas to get money, yep. you know what I'm saying, to be able to make those ideas happen, yep. and that's how, that's how I came to uh, do the On the Spot show with Downtown Arts District in San Flax, Orlando.
1: Which is it Ill. was an
2: idea, it was a pilot that I shot on my own dime, like with Swanberger, Damn, son. that I went out there and I made that happen, I put together the proposal. And then downtown our district helped me bring it to San Flax, Orlando, and did the full-on thing, met with the managers in their boardroom, showed them the episodes, gave them the whole spiel, and then they loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I sold that show to them. I sold them three months, and then I kicked ass with those three months, and then they bought another six months. That's what's up, you man. You know what I'm saying? Like. And for me, that is a completely different paradigm than any point at any point in my life. I was going to say, yeah, it's you a completely like, new thing for sure. And and of course, like I also want to to tell people that like I didn't go in there with like the big dick energy, just like, yo, mad swagger. Mm. I was in the hallway outside psyching myself up the whole time. Like, I got this. I can do this. I'm going to crush this. You know what I'm saying? Like going over my notes, going over, like, the proposal, going over my speaking points, you know what I'm saying? And I went in there, and I executed. That's what it is that I did, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went in there, and I took all of the practice, the forethought, and the preparation, and I laid it out, and they loved it.
1: I mean, to be honest, with the past conversation we had and with every other skill set that you've brought, you know, in the creative uh, creative mind that you have, you know, from talking to you, I can already know just from speaking to you and hearing you talk, I mean, whenever you're going to do something, you're going to fucking do it. Like, yeah. You're putting your mind to it and you're giving it your 100%. Even so, if it
2: takes the time. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like so the Skip's Big idea show has been in development for two and a half years. Yep. But it's going to fucking happen. It's yep. going to happen this year. I promise. You so know with understand? the
1: Sam Flax thing, that does not surprise me whatsoever that you smash the fuck out yeah. of it. Because, like I've said, like or like I said, when you put your mind to something, I've seen it, like, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it well.
2: Well, my style that I've been executing with in the last uh, six, seven, eight months is, is, and I want people to copy the style. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to talk about it and have other people, because this is shit that I had to learn myself. Right? Biters, I didn't have anyone tell me about it. Biters
1: are welcome. Yes.
2: And I stumbled across this kind of what I call almost like a governing dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way that business is supposed to work, the way that uh, being uh, self-employed is supposed to work, the way that community is supposed to work, right? So this is, this is the thing, is, is figuring out when you're entering a project, how many people can you get to spread value to at once? How many people can benefit from one action? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, including yourself. Most Definitely. Because back in the day, I used to talk a lot. I used to be very almost kind of like on that hippie tip of very much community, community, community. And like all about the culture, culture, culture. Mm -hmm. And it's like I was giving, giving, giving. But I wasn't giving to myself. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? like, And I wasn't strong because I couldn't keep my bills paid. I wasn't strong and able to give strength to anybody else because my phone probably wasn't off and my electricity wasn't turned Real on. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like or I hadn't eaten in a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Like I was weak and I could only take from other people. A lot of people right? a lot of people
1: don't understand that. Like a, a lot of people will, you know, it, they are like good-natured, kind-hearted people and they want to do nothing but give. And I totally understand that. But to be able to do that, you have to make sure that you yourself are personally in a good place and you are operating sure, at all yeah. of the highest cylinders that you can to be able to, first off, obviously make sure you're in a good fucking place, and then expend that energy to the people around you because at that point, if you're at such a good place like that, you're going to have excess energy to give to other people sure. in a positive manner. So you have you do have to make sure that you're keeping yourself in mind all the fucking time. Yeah. And to do that, and after you do that, then helping out the community, that shit will just follow. Sure. Like organically. It always does.
2: So for me, one of the most fulfilling and satisfying, I'm going to come back to that point in just one second, but one of the most fulfilling and satisfying uh, 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 sensations, experience, perspectives that I've ever had is being able to give someone else a job. Mm. That is the most amazing, especially coming from like years and perspectives of not having the ability to do that. And, like, essentially, if you get anything done, it's basically just out of favors, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, so to be able to, to be like, yo, what is your rate? And then not to haggle or to try and get a discount or whatever. This, that's an amazing, amazing sensation. It is absolutely just, it's life-changing. Um, now, to come back to what it is that we were, uh, we were talking, the perspective. I'm going to re- try and remind myself and rewind a second. Uh, help me
1: give me one second while i remember as well so we're talking um, about helping out with the community, community yes and uh keeping yourself
2: and uh, multiple people being able to benefit all right yes, so exactly. here's the trick right so i created this show i pitched it from scratch on the spot brought it to san flax orlando they bought it they bought three months i work one day a week over at the orlando weekly right it's 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 a little bit of extra, a little side money, a little mm-hmm. dependable money or whatever when things get kind of fluctuating up and down because uh, uh, sometimes it's a feast and famine as far as you got a lot of clients or not a lot of clients, right? Yep. yep. But it's also a great place to work at for me, which is my ra- main reason because you're right there at this creative hub and it's very easy to walk into people's offices and to pitch ideas. Definitely. Right? So it's the, it's the environment that is really the valuable what i get paid in because
1: all those people are tapped into everything else in the community as well exactly so even if you pitch something to somebody there they might not be able to help you at that very moment but then they can be like oh but i know somebody who does this this and this and they would be able to vibe with what you're talking about beautifully so let me just put you in their direction
2: so here's the thing so i went into the the office of the social media director there and was like hey listen i know that you're always looking for local content that you don't have to pay for, and mm. I have some local content that I'd like to give to you for free. And so his ears like, cool. perk up immediately, yeah. And so then I showed them, showed her the episodes of On the Spot, and she loved them. So every first and third month of uh, uh, from month to month, Orlando Weekly will share. The on the spot episode on their Instagram account, uh, right? And their Instagram account has 75,000 people. That's a good amount. So we always average an extra to two to 3,000 views on the first and third episodes of each month. Damn. That is on top of everything that we're already doing on our platforms and stuff, right? That's what's up. So being able to like bring that back, that thing that I facilitated, and bring it back to the client, Sam Flax Orlando, and be like, hey, so these are our stats for this month this is the extra stats that we get on the first and third months and then having those people come into because the whole point of the on the spot show is local artists that you know their names right that they're, they're kind of like little local celebrities and stuff yep using Sam flax products showing you how to use those products in to kind of create and execute some of their styles and techniques and tricks right So you're learning the stuff that makes these people, you know, that they're showing you how to do their 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 kind of styles. Yes. Right. Using Sam Flax products. So when people watch the episodes, they come into Sam Flax, and they buy those products. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So even that kind of, those kind of numbers that Sam Flax can look at and be like, oh man, we've really got a bump in spray paint. We really got a bump in this. We really got a bump in that, and uh, and be able to attribute to it to that. You know what I'm saying? Like. It is, they love it. They're so thrilled with it. You know what I'm saying? But how many people have benefited? Well, Downtown district Benefits, Sam Flax Orlando Benefits, I Benefit, My Employees Benefit, Orlando Weekly Benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like, just from getting a certain number of people in a room, you know, not, not literally, but figuratively, yeah. um, you're able to spread that value around and everyone is happy with how much they're being asked to put into the pot. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Um, whether that's responsibility or financial obligation or whatever, right? And also that provides value to the artist as well too. Because mm. it's, it's the it's the good kind of exposure. You know what I'm saying? Because it looks like it puts them in a role of being the teacher, of being the leader, of being the celebrity. Very true. You know what I'm saying? Like even if even if one of those I mean, like, I think it's not even worth saying because Boy Kong is a celebrity. I mean, he's worldwide. Andrew Spears worldwide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Samantha Shoemaker is definitely on her way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have local people and abroad, right? And, like, yes, that's a that's a value. That's a fifth dimension to the value that you're being able to spread out, right? Definitely. And if, if every time that you approach something, whether you're doing it for your own, your own personal self or whether you're doing it for a client, if... The new paradigm of content creation is being able to bring in as many people as possible on a project to be able to make it as easy and cheap as possible because most people don't have, like, a marketing budget. Yes. You know, but instead of getting them to... to uh, Instead of... Uh, if you get them to think about it outside of the box instead of an inside inside of the box would be like, hey, come on down. We're having a New Year's president since Dale and we're going to have 10 percent off this and got you know, that kind of a thing. So that would be the, the, the inside the box. Right. So instead of doing the, the wacky arm, the inflatable man out in front of the, the car dealership commercial, let's do something different. Right. So you're a coffee shop. Right. What you want is a video that maybe you get one, of and in Orlando we have a bunch of them, like a, a semi-professional skateboarder, right? Someone who's, like, really good and is kind of on their way, and we have a ton of them. Same thing with wakeboarders here in town, too. Oh, yeah. Um, But they're not, like, Tony Hawk yet. No. And work something out with them. Give them, like, a, a gift card for, you know, $200 coffee, right? They're going to love that. That's cool. And so, like, let's say, like, Drunken Monkey, Right. And then the skate park is right down the street from there. Yep. So you start the video in the skate park, and he's doing all these tricks and kicks and You know, like he's inside the the course and all that or whatever, looking super cool. And then now he's skating down the street. and You're followed behind him on this little dolly shot or whatever. And And then it ends with him like kicking up on the board. And then he walks in and then he orders himself a a coffee and some food or whatever and goes and sits down. And then everyone's logos comes up. And it's essentially a skate video. But it's also got these other drops in there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then they're like location drops. Exactly. You know, like you're seeing people, you're seeing the subject interact with the landscape. The landscape being the skate park, being the street, and being the coffee shop. Exactly. All in one thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then if you can have some kind of a narration going over it or whatever, like you know, we're a part of the community and blah, blah, blah. We like to energize and provide, you know, the caffeine and the, 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 the environment, blah, 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 whatever, to keep people going and to keep them pushing themselves, yada, yada, yada. It writes itself, you know what I'm saying? There's like, definitely. And then it's pff, drunken monkey or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever the company is and then now you've given value to the, the skate park, to the skateboarder, to the coffee shop, to the area, like, and to the area, overall. you know, like make that a character, the milk yep. district or whatever and you've spread and then that's when you go to the Milk District board, right? That they're calculating. Exactly. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you give money? Okay, you can't give money. Can you give, can you put this out on your newsletter? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Can you put this out on your on your, social, on your social, media social media sites? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to the skateboarder. How many followers do you have? You know, bro? <laughs> you got to add the bro in there. You know, like, how many, <laughs> how many followers you got, bro? Dude. And be like, oh, I got 70,000, dude. And then it's just like, hey, all right, well. We need you to post about it and then do an Instagram story. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, what is the skate park? You know what I'm saying? Like, how about this? Can the skate skate park donate a board and some wheels to the skateboarder? Because now you're giving him something more than just uh, maybe a gift card and that.
1: Exactly. You know what I'm
2: saying? Like, so it's just like you've got to think outside of the box in that way of like, how can we spread, how can we get, how can we make a party where all the kids in the neighborhood can share toys and all like, get leveled eats. up.
1: Yeah, everybody eats. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm
2: saying? And so like, that's been my passion. And that's, that's my new definition of community. That's what's up. We all have to be strong, we all have to be doing well. That's definitely you know what I'm saying. Like, and also at the same time, we all have to be working hard, trying to be working harder than the next person. That is you what know I'm saying? damn like, sure. And we for all sure. have to be constantly hustling. You know what I'm saying? So like all of that, there's a certain responsibility. Then that's that's the most unrealistic part of it. But I think when you approach a situation, I think that you inspire, right? When you are able to take a situation and a scenario and show everyone in the room like it's a magic trick, right? The magic trick is is I'm gonna wave this imaginary wand. And you've got value. You've got value. You've got value. You've got value. Mm-hmm. And what did you put in? Fifty dollars? A hundred dollars? You'm saying like how many more customers? How many more things? What was your benefit and return? And that's the ROI. That's the return on investment. And as long as you can keep that return on investment green, and positive, you'm know saying like. There is no reason why they should have any kind of qualm or complaints. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, You're
1: only going to be moving forward.
2: And if you can find some clients that are willing to let you kind of have a little bit of freedom and to show them something different than from what they've done before, like even if you have to do it out of your own pocket, and I've done that twice for two clients that I wanted real hard, like I wanted real bad, and I was like, hey, I'm going to do this for you for basically free. And, but... If this pops, like, this is how much I'm going to do it for yep. next time. This is what I'll be expecting. Yep, yeah. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I got them as clients because I was able to show them quality. I was able to show them a perspective. I was able to show them something out of the box. They were excited about out-of-the-box ideas. They were willing to invest in them as long as it was a very small investment. Mm-hmm. And then when it came back and it started returning... On their investment, then it was like, okay. Now we can build. And I'm like, yo, but listen, I'm not just gonna charge you more. I'm gonna give you a better product. Most definitely. Because with this money, I'm gonna go get this lens. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this extra thing here that's gonna do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the next thing that I put in your hands is gonna be even up from there. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're constantly, that's the thing is like, man, like I'm doing real good, but I am broke. You know what I'm saying? You know why? Is because I don't keep any of my money. It's all being invested back it's into It's all being shit. reinvested right now. Yep, you know what definitely. I'm saying? So like I pay my bills. I make sure that everything's not, you know, going over or anything like that. And I got enough little bit of money in case something. W- but like everything is going back into like, yo, let's do this. I feel that. Let's. Let's be real about this. Let's be serious about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of, like, being that dude that you got a car, but you haven't driven it in a year, it's been sitting out in front of your house because you have this $60 hose that you need to replace, it's just like, yo, let's grow up together. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like you have something, you're you're not able to do something because some one thing that cost a hundred dollars or whatever, two hundred dollars is broke, and then now you can't make money unless you go get a job or you go get another job or whatever. It's like, yo, let's figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Because if you find two hundred dollars and you get that thing fixed, like you don't buy here's my thing, don't buy anything that's not gonna make you money.
1: Definitely. I, I'm right there with you, man. And if you I'm if you have that
2: mindset, you. you're gonna find that. for your hose or $200 for the other thing that broke or whatever. Yep. Like, if you're not going out and buying stupid stuff or, like, living extravagantly, like, yo, just eat peanut butter and jelly every day until you have your $200. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Like, go hard.
1: Facts. Yo, right now, at this very moment in time, I still pretty much only eat, like, trail mix, avocados, and eggs. That's about it.
2: Well, that avocado game can get expensive depending it, on where you're getting them.
1: It can. It can. But you, yeah, exactly. Depending on where you get them, you got to go to the uh, to the magic spots. Yeah. But if I'm not buying anything else for food, sure. then I got money for avocados and I'm saving money for other shit that I can be putting into because I'm literally only eating avocados and peanut butter. Basically. Well, I
2: mean, even that, if you take it up a step, because that's an extreme, right? But I'm an extreme individual. Yep. I'm so right there for with me, you. if I need to get extreme- like, I'm going to get extreme. got to do what you got to do. However, most people aren't really there. So it's not really about just eating trail mix and avocados. Yeah, no. Maybe it's just about making food at home so you don't buy more expensive food out. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe take a month and just go sober. Oh, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Most like definitely. No weed, no alcohol. I love both of them, but, like, I've done it. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, this is how much I spend on that. And I wanna I I wanna take that number and I wanna put it onto that board over there, that goal or yep, that yep. whatever I need in that envelope, and I'm gonna make this shit happen. So That's I'm definitely. not smoking this month unless it's somebody else's. You so, know what I'm saying? Speaking
1: of reinvesting into new projects and whatnot, I know that you have a couple new things that you're working on right now. Would you like to uh indulge? Yes. On, go on? a little further. Yeah, it's no worries, no worries at all. My homie's got to, uh, he's got to make moves on over here and do his little thing, 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 while we get ready to discuss these lovely new, lovely new things that are in the mind of Skip. Because this man's got big ideas, if you didn't know already. You see right, what I'm I back. did there? You see what I'm I I'm actually there?
2: recording and filming right now, so this is something cool for anyone who's listening, listening out there. We're gonna be uh, taking what we're talking about. We have some video that we're rolling. Uh, on the side And we're gonna merge the audio and the video We're gonna chop some clips up And then you'll be able to I'll send them to you And we can, we can both post them So you'll find them on STEEZY's yep. Instagram and socials And then they'll be on mine yep, Which yep. you can follow at At skip S-E-E-S-K-I-P On Instagram All the socials and the YouTubes And the Facebooks and all of that You can find me real 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 easy S-E-E-S-K-I-P Like c skip run but just without the run so we got the video rolling check those clips and then you can share them and revisit them at your leisure so ask your questions so i know that you
1: have something to do Something to do with bananas, and I'm not talking about my top banana award oh, that was, you can see. I was eyeing that right there. Right yeah. here. I mean, I was going to say, I would give you the top banana <laughs> award, because I know <laughs> well, you- It's got your name on it already. It does have my name on it, yes. Yeah. So, that would be weird. That was the thing. I mean, we could that that scratch would be it dumb.
2: That would be very Deadpool if I had an award, and I just crossed out your name and that's wrote Skip on there. I'm saying. That's what, what I'm be saying. Like, It could definitely happen. I mean, really, you could just cross out the
1: TZ, and then put Kip over yeah. the top of that. You know, Not even have to work that hard. You can keep the S. grandma. You already know.
2: Yes. So uh so the, my next big project that I'm that I'm doing and working on, whenever I'm sitting around a lighter, there's like a uh, an array of lighters here, I always want to pick them up and strike them. You got Um to. so all right, back on task. That's kinda what sucks about the zippos though, because there's no fluid in any of them. Oh, you have to fill them yourself? Yeah. That's
1: uh, kinda shit. People shitty. I know that have
2: like zippo zippos, they always have like that um the the canister. They just they have it. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm not that far into my Zippo collecting. I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm Again, getting that's the thing. That's yeah. what they do. So they have, their are prepared. Exactly. You, know? you don't want to. You not don't want a so Zippo much. laying in a drawer somewhere that just. You know, all you have to do is just go buy out some seven dollar. Gas and refill it again. You know Mine just saying? lay here on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> they don't lay in the drawer. They just lay on the well, desk. Well, I like your, your display here. It's very nice. Oh, Plus, they look like they're probably expensive, too. Uh, right? We're not going to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yes. The, uh, uh, yeah, so, all right. So, back in 2000, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm a musician, I'm a visual artist, and I'm a filmmaker, right? So, uh, back in 2015, I made an art installation that was called Exploita El Tercer Mundo, which is Spanish. For Exploit the Third World, mm-hmm. right? And it's a, a giant 20-foot-long cardboard banana that is crushing the Chiquita banana lady underneath it, Wizard of Oz-style, fruit everywhere, crime scene roped off. And it's uh, essentially talking about the, import exp- the unfair import-export practices between first-world countries like America and third-world countries like Panama and Nicaragua yep. and a lot of South American countries. Um, in which the people who pick our fruit and, uh, and do a lot of that, uh, uh kind of field labor, um, are essentially, it's like the new plantation. Well, not really a new plantation. It's been that way for a long time. Definitely. Um, it's just, it's not really on our radar as far as, you know, things that we get upset about or things that we, we really kind of busy ourselves with, you know? Um, it's not the hot topic, the trending topic on Twitter, right?
1: It, it is crazy that that's what that's about specifically just because I've been to Nicaragua personally and you know, I personally had no idea about any of that sure. stuff until I got there. Yeah, they essentially see, lived their whole lives there on the plantation. You see what's going on over there and you're like, wow, this is what's fucking happening around yep. the rest of the world. And I'm just living, I'm just living my comfy, cushy life, you sure. know, getting pissed off about little first world problems. And these people are over here, doing this shit
2: they got a they got a um a rule over there too when it comes to the yield right to like actually getting it out right Mm. is that uh if you don't have throughout the day you can work all day long and they do work all day long but you don't have a certain amount of poundage of bananas or whatever it is they're working on um by a certain point then you don't get paid you just work the whole day for free man you know what i'm saying like just like we're taking this, you know, like you guys didn't meet your quote or whatever. That like, is fucked. Oh man, yeah. So 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 what it is that I do with my artwork is I try to provide a an approachable, colorful, ironic, sarcastic, sardonic, slightly comedic type perspective uh towards kind of really serious issues. Satire. Satire, mm-hmm. and uh, to make them a little bit more approachable. So I made this installation, right? And it's got a crazy story, and I'm not going to go completely into it because it's going be it to be a long story. But uh, I showed this installation. It uh, took three weeks to make. It did really well at the the gallery exhibit. I did this really nice photo shoot of it, which is the photos that I got and I put out there. And uh, then I was on the way of taking it home. I uh, borrowed a truck from a friend. It was on top of the truck, kind of uh, oh, wrapped no. over it or whatever. Oh, and no. uh, and it started raining out of nowhere, oh. right? So it's a cardboard banana, so it's soaking up all the rain. Fuck. And the the worst part is is that the stem is like laying across the uh, the windshield, so the windshield wipers aren't able to oh, to do anything either. Fuck. So we're trying to like see and drive, and we have this you know thing that's like getting heavier and heavier as it's soaking up all of the the rain. And so uh, we drove past Wadeview Park. And we pulled over. I was trying to wait out the rain. I, gotta, I had to get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we're soaking wet. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess we'll just come back for the banana later. you know. So we took the banana off the truck. We put it under this uh, pavilion overhang, kind of like little patio area uh, over on Wade View Park. And we uh, was going to come back for it later that night. So when I came back later, it was gone. Fuck. And... Uh, so it was like super disappointing because I was I'd put it in that exhibit, but I had bigger plans for it. Yeah. Right. Like I wanted to try and get I, you know, down into Art Basel, try and get into some kind of show. Like I knew I needed like a, a really impressive larger than life piece in order to really speak volumes to people who who may be skeptical skeptical of someone that they might not be familiar with already yes, right like definitely like a business card, like a really 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 like like strong foot forward, yep. right, and I felt that that was it, that was my foot forward, and uh, I felt that I really excited and in- inspired and hopeful of the things that could come from that, right, and then it was gone now I' went to pick it up with my 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 wife at the time mm. and uh And it was her brilliant idea, because me, I was, like, headed straight for, like, meltdown territory. Yeah, definitely. Right? You know, fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, woe is me, tragedy, victim, all that shit, right? And she was like, wait a second. What if we spun this in a way that it became almost like a performance piece, right? Right? And you could put out posters that say, have you seen my banana? Like, have you seen my cat? Like, my missing cat. Yep. Reward if found. Have you seen my banana? Right? And it works on a number of levels. Because on one level, it's like, hey, this thing is missing. It's gone. We can't find it. We don't know where it is. Someone around here does. You know, like, so have you seen it? You know? But the second part of it is, is like, hey... I built this thing I do this this is what I do have you seen my installation my art piece and if not let me show you you know what I'm saying so now I'm getting eyeballs on the things that I've created the thing that I've created right and even though I don't have it anymore I'm still able to use it as a promotional device because I have the photos and everything like that right and so even though I don't have it anymore, it doesn't really matter because my main goal is to show you who I am, Yes. what I am capable of, right, and this thing that I have made, right? This is my portfolio, essentially, Definitely. right? So uh, we next day started putting out, uh, created, you know, the graphics and everything like that and, and started putting stuff out, put out a press release and sent that out to some uh, local media and stuff. And Orlando Weekly um, wrote back immediately. They actually published the press release as is. They just published the press release, and uh, and then from there, Fox News, Orlando Sentinel, and Fox News uh, contacted me, and they wanted to do interviews. So I did interviews with them, and then Fox News ended up rerunning and re like like following like a, like a checkup every day for like almost a week. Damn of like local artist blah 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 missing his banana blah 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 oh, 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 no making like banana jokes and puns and stuff like that or whatever. There's a lot of people watching local news too. Man, and I was getting it like everywhere I was going, you're the banana man. And <laughs> uh and then after uh like 3 or 4 days, uh I got an email from the lady that had the banana Oh, shit. And uh, she's like, hey. Honestly, I was uh, not expecting that. Like, hey, uh, you know, like, I, I have your banana, you know? So, like, you know, if you'd like to come and get it, you're more than welcome to. And, uh And it's funny because she had actually gone by the site uh, a couple times that day and the banana was there, you know, obviously just hanging out. Chilling. And uh, so she took it home with her thinking that it was kind of, you know, just kind of left out there and no one wanted it. And uh, so she took it home and... For her son, she was a single mother, three kids. Her neck, her, her son's birthday was the next day, and he was having a Minions birthday party, and uh, Minions are obsessed with bananas, right? You know the little Minions from the Despicable Me I movies? do know the Minions. Yeah? I had the no idea. little way. yellow guys? I've actually never so seen them. So they Despicable love bananas, minions. and uh, so she wrote Happy Birthday on the banana, and the banana was the big centerpiece for oh. this Minions party or whatever, <laughs> right? Super cool. <laughs> And, uh, and then the kid begged her not to throw it away. And then she you know, a couple of days later, she, th- she saw the, the news and she contacted me. So Fox News it, it made me promise in blood that if the banana ever got found, that I have to do a reunion segment with it, right? Gotcha. So here this is actually a 360 from what it is that we were talking about before. So I'm like, yo, how do we elevate yes. this situation? Yes, right? I'm getting the banana back, right? Oh, and on top of that, uh, I had submitted before the banana went missing. I had submitted the installation to Maker Faire Orlando 2015, right, which is this huge, huge event of mm-hmm. tinkers, creators, crafters, uh, engineers, all different kinds of people. And at that time, it was over at the Orlando Science Center for two days, and it was like 10 to 15,000 people per day. Right? Sorry, there's
1: there's people outside distracting me because they're creeping through this fucking hole in the door. They're like putting their eye in the door and staring at me. Yeah, I see you fuckers out there.
2: Um, Anyways, yeah, so it was really disappointing because I was trying to, uh, to to get into this event, and uh, Harrison said, "What's up?" What up? Um, Yeah, so trying to get into this event and uh, that I wanted to get into for years, and I couldn't because the banana was gone, right? So they had actually uh, hit me up and uh, told me that I was accepted into Maker Faire but they had heard the banana was missing and so they were gonna try and help it get it fixed up right so I was already accepted into the into that and uh, so then I got the, the email from the lady and then it was like alright let's set this reunion segment up right mm-hmm. so what I did was I, I hit up Maker Faire and I was like I need from you can you give me like an Ed McMahon style check for to send this whole family oh, to Maker so Faire oh that's so dope the family, the kids, everybody, like we'd love you to be our guest here at Maker Fair, blah blah blah, and we could do this shit on camera. That's so dope. You know what I'm and so they're like, Yeah. So they they ran with it, they they made it up and everything like that. And 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 uh and then so I was like, All right, what else? So at the time I was keep pushing I was it, yeah. working at Black Bean Deli. And I'm like, so I went with them. I'm like, yo, can can you guys donate dinner for the family on a gift card? Fire. And then come down and present it to them on camera.
1: That gets like, black bean involved. Yo, let's yep. do it. You know what I'm saying? Fire!
2: And then my 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 wife at the time also the the super genius. Uh, she was also an amazing photographer, and so she gave the family a uh, free photo shoot, right? Which actually was really amazing because the family didn't. She had said that that was really touching because she didn't have any family photos, right?
1: Very cool. Wow, yeah, very so cool. So this just like all really just came together beautifully,
2: and we did all of it on camera. That's fucking dope, man. And the last shot was me with the 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 uh, the banana in the flatbed of the truck driving off into the distance. Oh, it's so right? fire! So that was like an insane, insane first chapter of the story. The second chapter, real quick, is. It won a bunch of awards. I rebuilt it, reskinned it. Mm-hmm. It won a bunch of awards at uh, Maker Faire Orlando. And then... Congrats, uh, by the way. Thank you. And then a um, few months later, I got hired to show the installation for one night over at uh, Aloft Hotel for a New Year's party. But So I went and set it up, roped it off and everything like that. And the next morning, I got a call... That some drunk people from the party oh. decided to try and take a photo riding the banana. Oh. And then they crushed it. Completely After not fixable, repairable. Did it? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Not repairable, like completely like destroyed it, right? And then the hotel completely stiffed me on paying me for it, right? They didn't give me any compensation. Fucking A Loft, yo. So, um So yeah, that was the end of that. So Fuck. fast forward two years, still like for years it would I would be in line at like Publix, and someone would be looking at me sideways <laughs> and be like, Hey, are you that banana guy? You know? Like, yeah, I'm the banana guy, that's me. You never get the salt guy, just the banana guy. And what was cool t- what was weird and cool too was people were like, Was that for real? Like <laughs> yeah. Did you just have the banana in a warehouse somewhere? Oh, like, shit. like a like a Tarantino not a Tarantino movie, what was the other ones where they were like Fake for the ransom or whatever, like faking the faking the thing. I'm but, to uh, but uh, but uh, but yeah, that familiar movie trope. You That's know cool though, because like,
1: it gives it like this little mystique for the people behind this, or not behind the scenes, the people watching it. You know. And I'm
2: like, man, I, if I could, man, that'd be amazing. That would make me like the Doctor Doom <laughs> of, Real shit. Of, of the Orlando art scene. And it, because it would have caused you. A, it, it, would, it would. It would. It would require me to have like twenty different actors. You know, like. Yep. Working in yep. on my payroll, you know, at a time in which I didn't have payroll. And it, it would have caused you a lot less stress from the actual situation. Yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, but but then the other question that they would ask is like, yo, are you gonna make like some kind of a documentary about that? Because that's like a really crazy story. And so like it had been kind of stuck in my crawl for years of man, I really want to tell this story. Cause whenever I tell the story like, even briefly, it's like the people are always kind of have the same reaction of like, yeah. man, that's like a larger than life story right there. Definitely. You know? Especially if you're coupling with showing
1: the people the picture at the same sure. time. And they're just like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, um, so like I said, fast forward. And now I'm at a point where, like, I have the video production gear. I have the, you know, the, the cameraman and, like, Everyone to be able to actually execute a, uh-huh. a, do- a quality documentary, you know what I'm saying? Which actually, with the film, is kind of what it is that I've I'm I'm really known for with doing client work and stuff is doing like interviews and documentaries. Yes. Um. So it's like, all right, man, this is really getting to like a no brainer spot. And then I got invited to this uh, art installation competition. It's like a regional thing up in South Carolina called Art Fields, and uh, so I you know said hey why not and i i submitted the photos of the exploita installation even though i don't have it again let, let's let's get some value out of something that i don't actually have that's definitely. you know and and this and that is in itself is a lesson that's a side lesson for people who are trying to put themselves out there or trying to get seen trying to 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 benefit from something that they've done mm-hmm. right and even having something, a quality documentation, photos, video, whatever, of something that you've done, when you present it in the right way, people can get excited about it like it's brand new. You know what I'm saying? Like, Makes sense. So even if it's something that you don't necessarily have right in front of you or in your possession, you can still get people hyped and excited and get people inspired and want to hear what you're doing next or be a part of what your next move is Word. just by being able to relay something. You know what I'm saying? Like Most the other day, and I want to come back to the banana obviously, but the other day I posted a video of a mural I did five years ago that essentially could very easily be looked at as old content. You know what I'm saying? Like old, dusty content. But I just threw it up like, oh, Bob, this is the thing, whatever. And explain the whole thing, this mural, and it took almost 300 hours to do. And here's the lessons that I learned from it, and everything like that. Yep. And right, and I tried to get boosting on it, right? Uh, boosted on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Tried so to boost that ad, and I got denied because the uh, the people in the mural are a bunch of army men, and they're like, that's, you know, that's I gotcha. against whatever. Um. So, so it's like political. They're not allowed to put political stuff up now. I feel bad. So. Even without the boosted posts, the engagement and the performance on that video was insane. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: something that was done five years ago.
2: Yes, on Instagram. So so all in all, from that post that I did up like three days ago, it's already at like twenty five hundred views.
1: By the way, that mural is crazy too. Thank you. Yeah, Um, fucking crazy.
2: But the the, when you go back and look at the comments, is it's not like oh, very few out of like the forty or fifty comments or whatever that are up there. A couple of them are like, yeah, I remember that one. Right. The rest of them, they're like, oh my God. Like, great job, dude. Like, you fucking killed it. Like, that's so awesome. Like, good job. I love the new mural. You know, like, (laughs) and it's like, yo, I am squeezing the value, the fuck out of the value of this video, of this project. You know what I'm saying? This is, and again, it's a mural that got painted over years ago. And
1: that's the best thing about that is all those people that are seeing that, thinking that it just happened. When they do realize, like, oh, this was five years ago, they're like, well, now I have to fucking know
2: what this guy's doing now. Obviously, it changes. it shifts perspectives because they're like, yo, this dude is killing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I I don't I love that because like the hardest part of being an entrepreneur and especially when you're like self you have that self agency and you're also not only your own boss, but you're also your, all of your employees and everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're constantly all day long, every day working, you know what I'm saying? Working, hustling, phone calls, writing paperwork and proposals, editing, chopping stuff up, posting engagement, answering emails, all that shit all day long, every day. Right. Um, Is that, when you get into that mindset and you get into that flow, is that I'm trying to bring it back around because I completely threw myself off the cliff. No
1: worries. Yeah, back back over to the banana.
2: Yeah, let's just go back over to the banana. The the main point with that is oh, is being able to take that stuff and be able to oh, the, the return of the value. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Is that the shifting of perspective is that all of those people that are like, Man, that is a great new mural. You killed it. Their their mentality, like there's there's switches in their brain that are like, is Skip on top of his shit, yes or no, and it just flips another switch that's like yes. You know what I'm saying? And then the next time that they're over in a conversation talking with people, and they're like, oh yeah, you know local artists, and blah blah blah, and they're like, I really like that Skip guy. You know what I'm saying? And be like, oh okay, well, and then someone in that crowd in circle. They're like, oh yeah, I heard that guy skip or whatever. And then they're in a different situation in which they see my TV show or they see something, uh something that I put out into the world or one of my murals, and they're like, ah, that's that skip guy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then like then there's somewhere else and they see like a little flyer somewhere for something that I'm doing, and they're like, Oh, that's that skip guy. Man, he must be really killing shit. And then a flips, you know, switch uh, a switch flips in, in their head, you know what I'm saying? And it's like constantly changing perspective. It's like people love People who are doing well, you know, what I'm saying like they don't really like people who aren't. That's why influencers are so popular. That's true. It's because they're like, man, these people's lives are perfect. Like I want my life to be like them. And then they give them tons of time, tons of interest. They're always looking. Well, what's what's the products they're buying? What's the, where's they where are they going? What are they eating? All that kind of stuff like that. Yep. Because I want to chase that happiness, right? And I really, really love the 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 ability to be able to now have the means to document all of these things that I'm doing and the people that I'm working with. I've really been exploring Instagram stories and doing all of those types of things because it really allows me to to show off what I'm doing and to show off who I'm doing it with. Most definitely right. And I've noticed that doing that more and more is that it provides so many more opportunities because it's more and more people out there in the world that are like that have that flip switched of like, yo, Skip is on it. You know what I'm saying? And when the switch is down, Skip's not on it, there's like a lack of trust. You know, there's a a lack of like, yeah, I like him. You know, just like he's not the first person that pops into my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. And then when you can change that perspective and bring people into it, and then also give them some value too. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a bunch of these things that we've been talking about that I wish that I knew back in the day that I had to learn myself. So that gives me a confidence that someone else, someone else, one person at least, can provide can be can be benefited, can can benefit from what's been said in the conversation. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And they can apply that and practice that. And even if it's just like, man, I've been feeling that and it's so great to hear someone else say it out loud. Like that in itself can be the thing that pushes someone to finish something or to start something that weren't going to be doing either one of those things. Word. Right? Now, going back to the banana. I'm rebuilding the banana. I figured as much. I figured that's where we were going. I'm utilizing all of the tools, the production, video production tools that I've been able to build over the last few years and creating a full-length documentary that is going to encompass the story starting in 2015, the, uh, the what's about to happen now, the building process, and then going up to South Carolina for this competition, hopefully winning a big buttload of money. That'd be nice. That would be a great ending. That'd be that'd on be pretty a number fucking of levels yeah. <laughs> that would break the fourth <laughs> wall when it comes to great endings, right? And uh, and then uh, you know, come back and do all the interviews with people who've had, you know, kind of an experience mm. with the banana over the years and during during the period. And uh, putting it all together and then taking that documentary and putting that into officially into untapped waters which is film festivals and and like short documentary competitions and things like that uh to be able to like really start leaning into the, the 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 duality of being a musician being an artist and being a filmmaker right and now i have a product in which i can show people my art my music and my filmmaking all in one experience right so with that will come a soundtrack that'll have original music, new original music on it. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, so yeah, that'll be definitely be multi-layered, and I'm really excited about pe- uh, bringing people into the product, a project with it. And so what we're doing right now is we have a GoFundMe account uh, to help with the cost of materials and the video production and transportation and all of that, um, and to really get this thing off the ground. And so we have a bunch of really uh, cool incentives and things on the GoFundMe. I'm sure people are familiar with how the crowdfunding works. Yep. Um, and we also have a trailer that people can go watch where they can see kind of some of that craziness from 2015. of uh, The news uh, clips we got in there and all the interviews and everything. And people just kind of like getting crazy, losing their mind so over they can the story. have an story. idea what to expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, how people can be involved. So uh, we really hope that people will... And get inspired by the story and want to hear more about it um i mean there's so much to it that hasn't even yet even been touched that's what's up from man. the past part and from what's about to happen because who knows what the fuck is about to happen Ex- exactly you know, like where i'm putting myself back in the ring you know what i'm saying like like that was an experience such a uh, an amazing experience in my life when it came to growth and taking uh something turning some flipping something bad a shitty situation into something that has benefit and value repurposing over time yes. too not just even not just in short term long term benefit i was gonna and value. say i feel you like this, this whole
1: situation is just giving you such a great lesson in repurposing shit you yes know?
2: and that's man it's like you gotta learn how to you gotta learn how to make a turn a dollar out uh, of 15 cents right yep and you gotta learn how to take a shitty situation and make it a pivot point for something strong exactly for a new direction exactly you know what i'm saying and and in itself is sometimes so difficult that it's radical and extreme for a lot of people right i feel that but man Definitely when you that. can do it just like that thing i was talking about that dude in a facebook post you know what i'm saying like when you can bring it around and you can be that dude that's just like yo man what's up like, are you all right? Exactly. And then they're like, oh, man, yeah, I just had a bad day. I'm I was sorry. tripping. Yeah, it like, was my bad. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That person will forever look at me as that dude that cared more about his emotional state than getting all getting fucked in up. Getting in some battle. yeah, Getting exactly. in some battle or yep. like proving that I was right yep. or being the the, 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 the the correct person, the righteous person in that situation. I couldn't you put that You know what I'm better. saying? Like, that's a lasting impression. And that's the lasting impression at the end of the day that I want people to have about me. Fucking right, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whether they like my art or not, whether they like my music or not, whether they like my films or not, I want people to invest in me because I am investing in other people as well too. You I gotta say, I'm- the whole documentary sounds fucking dope
1: because it's obviously a niche story. Like That's not something you hear about all the time whatsoever. It's going to have people engaged in it the entire way through because it's a compelling story, and for me personally, I'm not gonna lie, really fucking hyped to hear some new music. Yeah. I am not gonna lie, cause uh, I I am a I am a listener of the music that this man here has put out in the past, and the man is fucking fire. I said it on the past podcast that we did. If you ever see this dude perform live, he's got the craziest fucking energy. He's making sure that you are involved with the show. Yeah, and not to mention not just with energy like just the music itself like the yeah. music is fucking dope. Hell yeah, thank so, you. So, I personally am very excited for the whole thing overall, not just music. Yeah. Obviously, the music, the story, the film, everything, like this is all very promising I feel like. Well, I and the, I, and the way yeah. you're speaking about it too, you're just like what I said before, how when you put your mind to something, you specifically you're doing it 150, 250%, whatever. Yeah. I can already see that with you right now. Like,
2: you are one-track mind. Like, I'm going to fucking smash this. Yep. And it's like, you get that at bat. You know, you get that chance. And especially when it's something that you've fought so long for and you've gone through so much. So, like, for me, this is, like, is big for me because, like, this is my moment. You know, like, it's like, even just... Life is so weird. That's my motto. Like, like <laughs> with everything I talked about last time, like, I don't have a family. Like, I don't have... I'm in a situation where, like, I'm self-employed based off of entirely, you know, self-agency and self-motivation. Yes. Like, I'm, like, so outside of the box. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even see it anymore. A lot of people can't relate and, to
1: that situation, yeah.
2: And, like... What it is that I've come to understand in my perspectives, my collection of perspectives, is at the end of the day, life is weird, man. Like, fucking right. life is, is just super weird. Sex is weird. Relationships are fucking weird. Right Friendships it is. are weird. <laughs> like, there's, there's no matter how many times you could be doing something, you could still get hit with that awkward, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, feeling outside of yourself or outside of control in a situation. Like, you are constantly dealing in life with the feelings of feeling like it's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't belong here. I feel out of place. Like, should I be feeling more of this? Am I yes. wrong for this? Should I be guilty or shameful of this? So much. And it's yes. like so much. You're just coming to the end of it is at the end of the day if like you're a non-religious person and you don't really fall into someone else's camp or you don't play by someone else's rules or you don't like work under someone else's direction is like you really just come to the simple truth. that life is weird, man, and we're all living different weirdnesses and we're not all there's not one way. Right. There's not a wrong way and a right way. It's just weird. Right. And we're all just kind of having different experiences within that weirdness. Right. And so, like, yeah, it's just that, man, I am I am so far out there, but at the same time, like, I really I get so amped out of uh the process. You know, like uh dude uh Gary Vaynerchuk is a guy that I, I have a lot of respect for, and he talks about it's like you know, all these people are trying to like create multi million dollar businesses, right? And the be be the next next, mm-hmm. right? Is that they got their heads in the clouds. But if you ever want to get anywhere near to that point, like you have to love the process. Like you have Facts. to love like the two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, there's no one around, like Hyping you up and like, yo, you're killing the shit out of that edit. You know, like yeah. you know, like yo. you're you're writing the shit out of that business <laughs> proposal. Real you know what shit. I'm saying? Like it's like you are self completely self motivated in that moment. And yet at the end of the day, like man, if you love it, like if you like, and I just I stop so many times, I stop like mid something, like mid painting a mural mid writing a new song, mid recording, mid touring, mid v- being on set for me, mid know, like, editing a
1: podcast, editing you know? a podcast shit.
2: and I stop halfway through and I'm like, oh my God, I am so lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so fortunate, I am so grateful for like being in this grinding moment, but also like. Being able to see things come together and like all of these pieces and years of like trying to put things together and to build and to get better and to grow and to become more skilled and more efficient and like a better communicator and all of these things. And it's like, look at what I get to do, man. Like, it's so special. It is like being out there like with a line of other 11, uh, le- another 10 artists over in the sand Flax Wall Project. And they're all killing it. And you're there amongst them as yep. a peer, killing it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, look at what I get to do, man. Like, this is so mind-blowing. And it's, and, and it's another thing too worth saying that like, that what is like 2019 and 2012, I started doing art. So 10 years ago, if you had told me that I would be doing art, I would have told you that you were fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying Five years ago, if you had told me that I was doing film and that film was how I was paying my bills, I would have told you that you were crazy. you know what I'm saying, like fifteen years ago, if you had told me I was making a living off of graphic design, I would have told you that you were crazy mm-hmm. because I had a thing I had one thing that I was good at and that I was going to do, and the other things came out of circumstance, yes, you know definitely. what I'm saying, like and it was a choice that I made. Like you said, that I would rather take on the difficulty and the challenge of of growing my mind and my skill level in a in a new field. Yep. And without even any like, oh, I could get rich off this or I can monetize this and Just I can get necessity. big on this. Yep. Just necessity. Yes. And then all of these circumstances, because you are putting yourself out there in the world, these other circumstances found you. These opportunities found you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I think like, man, I don't have regrets in my life, even with all the shitty stuff that's happened in my life, but man, I would have loved, and maybe, maybe not. It's not a regret, but it is something that, man, I would have loved to have that lesson 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have loved to have that lesson 25 years ago.
1: But see, this is where it comes back to what I was talking about earlier. It may not have mean as much,
2: it may not mean as much as it does to me right now. Yeah. I might not be as passionate and amped about talking about it, you know, but at the same time, like, I feel that there's a governing dynamic, a life-governing dynamic in that lesson. And it's something that when I found out about it, that it was life-changing. And when I've been able to share that with other people, exactly. they have mirrored the fe- those feelings.
1: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it just comes back to what I was saying earlier about being wise and operating off of what other people have done in their lives. Not only just what you've done, taking things from other people and their perspectives and then applying it to your own life. So you just being out and sharing that perspective and sharing those thoughts, you know, it might not affect everybody, but one person is going to hear everything you just said. And they're going to be like, yo, that man was making crazy fucking sense just now. Yeah. Yes. I'm definitely going to apply if not all of this, at least some
2: of these things he was talking about. You and know? you know what's interesting is all those things are connected. Exactly. All those lessons are, are part or are lessons that I learned on a path. I feel pretty confident that if anyone were to take one of those things that I was talking about and apply it, that they would eventually pick up a lot of those other lessons. They're gonna, as well yeah, to. it's going to bring them
1: to all the other ones. Because exactly. if
2: they're paying attention, you know what I'm saying, like in, to their surroundings as they're going along you know what I'm saying, and they're self-evaluating like their strengths and weaknesses and the things that they're doing wrong and the things that they can improve on, I bet you they'll find those lessons.
1: Most definitely. Fucking right, man. Fucking right. Is there any, I, I'm, I'm not going to throw this out there just, you know, to put pressure on the artist or anything, but do you have, like, have you set a deadline for yourself for the, uh, the film or anything, or is it just... Well, the event has specific
2: dates okay, uh, gotcha. for art fields for the competition. Gotcha. And then from there, we are going to be really uh, uh, following the, the, the f- there's a flow that comes with production and post-production. Mm. You know, there's editing takes time. Chopping it up takes time. Post-production oh, takes time. Yes. Oh, yes. Scheduling, yeah. all of that kind of stuff takes time. Um, so we're going to really follow the 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 the, the natural flow of, of getting it done. Feel that. But we're also going to be keeping people up to date with the process Bet. and creating opportunities for people to be involved in every step of the production, whether it's the first step here, which is the fundraising aspect. Go yes. to haveyouseenmybanana.com um, or... The actual event, the actual uh, interviews, and the actual production, and all of the extra shooting, and all of that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that. So most definitely, uh, definitely, people are going to have opportunities to be able to interact, to 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 benefit, and to be able to experience. I think fucking right, man. And, and which is even cool because one of the incentive things as well too is anyone who puts in twenty dollars up to uh, twenty dollars and more. Gets their name in the film. That's a cool kind of little interactive That's pretty part badass, of it, not right? going to lie. And they get a bunch of swag stuff, cool too, uh, which is cool. And then swag. $50 up. Uh It's got some uh exclusive little merches and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then a, a new thing that was suggested by two separate people yesterday. So if when you watch the trailer, all the news people, they got all these puns, bad jokes mm-hmm. that they're throwing in there. It's like saturating. It's all a, banana related. All banana related. <laughs> So uh, a couple other people had some really great puns, too, that the other people hadn't thought of. And they were like, yo, if we give you $100 towards the GoFundMe, will you use this pun in the movie? Uh I was like, (laughs) hell yeah. So that just became the grand tier. I gotcha. $100 on the GoFundMe, and you can write a pun that will be read aloud inside of the movie. Now, here's the next thing, too.
1: No matter how shitty it is.
2: No, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it, you know, we'll, puns are we'll, shitty. We'll and... work to make sure it's good or not, uh, you know, terrible, but it's got to be <laughs> shitty anyway because yeah, it's a pun. It's a pun, exactly. So yeah. it's got to be a bad joke. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But um, so that'll be a part of the movie. And here's the other part is that the person who puts in that $100 on the GoFundMe and helps us get to our goal, right? Not only will they have their pun read in the movie, but they'll also be credited as a writer on the film. And. Also oh, be included shit. on our IMDb page as an accredited writer. Oh shit! So you'll be able to son. go to all your friends and be like, "Pull up IMDb, check out my name. I'm a, I'm a writer on this movie."
1: People at home, you can't even see my evil eyes I'm doing right now because I think your boy's gonna donate a hundred dollars to be a writer in this movie. I'm just saying. So for
2: anyone who's got a really uh, punny sense of humor and uh, uh, a hundo a c-note laying around, laying around and uh an interest in getting their name up on uh imdb you know what i'm saying have like, you seen my banana.com let's, let's do this have you seen mybanana.com? you
1: yeah, yeah yeah damn dude this is very ill man this whole idea the whole thing like i am very excited for this honestly i am
2: very much too
1: very excited fucking right man. cool
2: i think that's a good place to end it
1: yeah i, I agree i think we'd smash the shit out of that to be honest hell yeah and like i'm just like the first conversation, man, Like we we really should do this more often. I like cause it. Because like I, I think we, we operate on the same kind of wavelengths as well. Hell yeah. And even if we're not here just to talk about anything you're promoting or anything, I like the conversations we have just about normal life shit yeah. because it's hard to find somebody like yourself- to have a thirty to forty minute conversation like we did at the very start of the podcast, yeah, about the shit that we did, yeah, because in this day and age it is hard to find somebody it's who true. will who will not shut you out immediately.
2: Yeah, it's very true.
1: So I thank you for coming in and doing this. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing everything that you. I'm do actually in the working on
2: an album that'll be coming That's- out. So we won't go too far into that, but maybe we can do the comeback on that <laughs> and uh, doing a big rollout yep. music videos and all that. So and this, is just, and all that. this is just so this is going to be
1: separate from the soundtrack you were talking about. Yes. Oh, buddy. So there there will
2: be a Have You Seen My Banana soundtrack Brrr. that'll have music by me, Da Vinci and Swam. Fuck. And, uh, and maybe another guy. But it's gonna be all original music, and it'll also be like beats and stuff by Da Vinci and all that. Very ill. So that'll be a separate thing. But you'll get that when you get the documentary. You'll get the the album, or if you donate towards the GoFundMe. Gotcha. Right? So that's the new paradigm: is that whenever I put out something, it is not one thing. It is part of a greater whole. I right? feel that. So when I put out this new album, it's got a comic book that comes with it. It comes with it. You don't have to buy it separately. It is part of the experience. Fire. I don't want people listening to this album without reading the comic book. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't want people to be watching this documentary and not be able to experience the music. It, It'll be in the film. You're but illustrating the comic book also? Or? Uh, a friend of mine is illustrating it or illustrated it and I am coloring it. Gotcha. So Damn, dude. I'm inking it. Yeah. And that's another thing. I didn't, dude, I didn't you're literally doing everything at once man i'm putting a lot of work in (laughs) man man. i'm putting my hands all over it and i hope that people appreciate that you know what i'm saying like i think if anybody who
1: listens to this specifically and understands like if they're really actually listening this and can think about what they're doing in their life and then relate that to everything you just talked about that you're doing all at one time they can actually use some context clues and be like yeah, this man is fucking working nonstop. But I what oh, I want people to get shit. out of
2: it is not just like, yo, Skip is dope. But what I want to get people to get out of it, the point is and the perspective is is that I didn't know how to ink comic books, but I did have certain things that I practiced a lot with creating my own artwork and shading and and mm. and you know, drawing and illustrating and designing and yeah. stuff like that or whatever. So I went into it with like, all right, well, I've never done this before. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it well, but let's try. And then it was like, okay, this is looking really good. You know, I'm just going to keep on going. And then I was like, all right, well, what can I do with this? You know what I'm saying? like. Word. And then it was like, all right, well, um, I wanna, I want to make sure that everybody sees this. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what's the best way to do that? Make it come with the album. How do I do that? Okay, well, if I get a WordPress site, I can actually do like a flipping comic book thing where you can actually read the comic book and like be flipping the pages on the website. Be like, okay, well, that's cool. And then it's free and accessible. And all people got to do is just to go to your website. You know what I'm saying? Like, Makes sense. And so of really creating... Of really creating an opportunity for yourself to put yourself in unfamiliar territory. Definitely. Or uncomfortable territory. And once you're in an uncomfortable situation or that uncomfortable territory, and you can be comfortable, casual, charismatic, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you can be that in an uncomfortable situation, you will know that you can go anywhere in life and be okay. Bad. When you're a hustler... When you're a backpacker and you know that you can go downtown anywhere and sell CDs or sell whatever it is that you got just off of the strength of like your business savvy, you're being able to talk to people, you being able to sell, sell yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lesson I learned, and it is indispensable. I know that if I have some product on me, that I can get gas money if I'm on tour. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I can walk up to 10 people and one of those people is going to buy a CD. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those buy- people are going to buy a t-shirt. Real shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Real shit. And that, that's a superpower. That's a superpower that is on the extreme of the foundation of living, mm. right? I don't need someone else to give me money. I'll find money. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to go punch a clock and check in somewhere and work a shift. I'll find money. Damn right. You know what I'm saying? You're damn tootin'. And that, that I think, is the exci- That's the exciting shit. That's the exciting shit that I want other people to get amped up about. Damn right. You know what I'm saying? Is like, I learned something. I put myself in an uncomfortable situation. I excelled. I survived. And then maybe over time, excelled. You know what I'm saying? And I can walk into any type of situation, and I know that I'm okay.
1: Bet. In quick summation, the last thing that I want to say about this man here is if you didn't get a chance to peep his last mural at Sam Flax, look up some fucking pictures because it's gone now. But it don't matter because there's a new fucking there's mural. There's a new
2: one. A new mural, which
1: is a dope
2: as hell, too. Yeah. So you can go to Sam Flax, Orlando. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. You know? Yeah, man. I, I, I really love that new mural. And, that uh, shit is hard, man. Really, I really evolved on that one. Not even because, gonna tell them what it's about either. <clears throat> no, they can go check it out. Exactly. But, uh, um, I started using a projector. Oh shit! To project my designs on the wall. Ah. Oh, okay. And uh, and then I've also been doing these kind of advanced stencil techniques that I developed. Of uh, I call it. It's got. It's an advanced technique with a very childish name. It's called the bendy tape technique, in which I'm not cutting stencils. I'm actually warping and bending the masking tape to create shapes Ah, uh, so that i don't even have to pull out the exacto blade in a lot of spots so
1: i bet that makes you feel much happier now well it's a lot
2: faster and it's a lot more efficient and the 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 whole point of that is the faster and more efficient i am with creating these murals and creating these projects is the more time and the more shit that i can do the more time that i have to apply towards something else yep it's a beautiful beautiful cycle and, and, and also the other thing I've been doing as well too with the Sam Flax project is having helpers and production assistants. And uh, so I had a painting helper for the first time. And man, that made that so much faster as well too. And uh, <laughs> being able to have someone who wants to learn kind of like what you're doing and how you do it yeah. and that size of value to them just by letting just by calling them up and be like hey do you want to come help me and and that's you're already providing someone value most definitely you know what i'm saying which is that's wild that's weird most definitely it's It's definitely weird. weird yes and um and then on top of that to get to a point where like man if i keep working with this person like they could be really good at my style and be really helping me fill in things so that I don't have to fill in things. Yep. And I can be doing some other things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's like man it's like leveling up and really get in that business mindset but figuring out how do I how do I apply this business mindset in a creative field and in a community based field. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? So that I can so that I can be strong enough to lend strength to other people. Indeed. People at home, I want to thank the homie Skip for coming
1: through yeah. and blessing us again. Please, once again, let these people know where they can find all your
2: content and where they can donate. Find me on social media because I really love the engagement level of that outside of just like a website and stuff. It's C-Skip. It's like C-Skip run, but no run. Just C-Skip on Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. You can find me on there, but I post mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and YouTube. Uh, and then this banana project i would love your support on it so you can find out more about it you can watch a trailer you can read about it and then you could be one of our donators uh and one of our, our, our supporters at have you have you seen and uh yeah
1: yes indeed i'll be posting all of that information as well in the show notes and i will be hitting y'all people over the head with it on my social media too just in case you're like me and you like to drink and smoke and you forget everything we just talked about, I am going to... It'll be written down. Yes, I am going to make sure that it gets battered over your head as well. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah for Skip. This man is just doing shit. Doing shit, man. I, you got I, to. I love Go it. out there and do something. Absolutely love it. Thank you again for peace coming y'all. through, my friend. You can find me personally on Twitter at the Steez and on Instagram at the Steez And with all that good shit aside, we are out for today. Thank you all for listening. Much peace and love.
2: Bye.